0: The alcohols run out. After the first cold night, I actually managed to ration it. It was tough, of course, you know. The temptation to sink into the bottle hounded me every second of the endless day. I even at times wanted to run down into the ruins of town to see if they'd left any in storage. Considering what happened to them, I'm guessing not. Anyone who saw their doom looming on the horizon would have sunk deeper into the swill than... I ever could have. Plus, it's cold out there. Chilly up here too, but not nearly as bad. I can actually feel my skin, for one. Uh, Last time I crossed the barrier, I just thank heaven I didn't have to gnaw that finger off. Plus, we've seen them. They told me there would be grave consequences for our misstep, but I couldn't have imagined anything as terrible as that. Organs beating on the outside of their melted skin, eyes everywhere, unblinking. The second I caught a glimpse of the thing shimming its way up the hill, I, I closed my eyes and imagined that the sound of its jaws scraping against the snow was nothing more than the movement of glaciers. Giant hunks of ice as unfeeling as I hoped that monstrosity to be. It sat near me for a while, staring. Can a thing with no working mind be said to stare? I I suppose. The eyes looked at me, they they bore holes into my skin. Even with my eyelids closed, I could still see the red everywhere, gushing. How the thing hadn't bled to death was anyone's guess. Then again, such nonsense was just as evil and improbable as the creation, and Yet here they were. After a few hours, the thing shemmied away to town. Had it sought to devour me? Maybe. Such an abomination probably would, wouldn't it? Every instinct in my body dreaded it, with its long, sickle talons, with its viscera and unending supply of blood. It defied a certain sort of logic that had kept our ancestors safe among the stars, that had kept me safe here. Plus, there was still something recognizably human about it. I'd never been much for dissecting cadavers, but I'd read the old anatomy charts at school, and these hunks of meat matched human anatomy more than any animal fodder. So it wanted me to join, to give of my flesh to the mindless cadaver pile. Yes, that that was obviously it. Whatever life I had was to be carved away by this thing, if only I had it inscribed the circle to perfection. I had to give myself credit for that, didn't I? The instructions had been awfully esoteric and difficult to transcribe into an actual tongue. It was even harder to figure out what they were referencing. Uh, Eight pounds of turmeric, four tears from a single eye, and an unflinching desire to live... That last one was the hardest one to figure out. Sure, we had that desire folded straight into our DNA, but... Was that it? Was that enough for me to be able to accept a life in this hellscape? No, obviously not. What had I clung to? I didn't have family here, no friends either. They'd been picked up in the blood nights, made one with the red. Was it my luxuries? They were to run out soon, too. Was I at peace? No. If I was, then I wouldn't have to confront the desire in the first place. In the end, I determined that I was just desperately narcissistic, unable and unwilling to sacrifice myself to the whole, whatever that hole was going to be. I'd struck out for the job alone, they fired me alone, I found the tome alone. I read it to myself and no one else. On the eve of Armageddon, I abandoned my fellow humans to drink. Alone, not even at a bar, letting a raucous song swing us to our deaths. I couldn't even muster up the humility to embrace that until the last second, where I would scamper off to my hideout. No, I was obsessed with myself, and that would give me my protection. Granted, I had no idea that become part of the whole would reference anything as gruesome as this. I got the bit down, but but the red? Nobody saw the red coming. They said it would be a fortnight of crimson, a shower of Burgundian hues from the reader's spot to the polar ice caps. I thought they were just referring to war. Not the red. The red red is everything. It watches everything. It hungers. Red. As my thoughts on the subject began to wind up, I reached for my flask. I always did when I thought too hard on these things. What was there for me to do? call our ken from the other worlds to help out? I mean, that was nonsense already. They hated us. They despised our headwear and styles of dance. I mean, that's why they exiled us, wasn't it? Simply because we had a cultural disagreement. Hmm. Sounds plausible, even if the historians like to give us a good view of ourselves, of giving us the pride of victims, people on the run that were good and the evils of the universe just sought to drive them out. That's not what happened here. You see why I would drink, wouldn't you? The tome sat a couple of feet away from me. I still had my wits about me. Heck, if I wanted to, I could translate the rest of them. But what was the point? No matter what they said, I would still be here, the Red would still be victorious, and my thoughts would be plagued with ideas of nihilism and grief. I needed alcohol. I needed drugs. I needed... something. Something to make it be quiet. Something to make the eternal roar of the wind the only sound in my head. And where does one get such substances in a land destroyed? Why, you scavenge, of course. You put your neck on the line for them, even as the red marches forever on. I was going to do something very foolish. I'd promised to myself that I'd keep my survival top priority, no matter how bad it got. But still, my head ached and my arm was still bruised from the fall. I could use medicine, all types. I could even pilfer my former neighbor's golden apples and play stupid games with them all by myself. I could spit on Mrs. Donahue's doorstep, and her bed, and the floor. And that stupid grave she dug for herself the pretentious old hag, breaking her bloody coats, thinking that she was so much better than all of us that she could break the founder's creed and... So, it was settled. My entire body trembled as I put one foot outside the circle. It was my protection, the only thing that didn't weld me into being a part of a crimson flesh sack like my friends. To willingly forgo it? Well, I was mad. I simply was, stark raving. It was the equivalent to wearing my pants on my face. Well, not not even that. Wearing my pants on my face wouldn't kill me. Still, it might, if I managed some brave act of stupidity to walk through these same sad pants about my eyes, you know, bumbling out of the circle and into the clawing maws of those... things... red. And yet, there I was, on the very edge of the circle, a point I hadn't crossed in a good month or two. Good thing I'm not a sleepwalker. But then again, I don't think I could ever sleepwalk through this... Can one sleepwalk through a frozen lake? I sure hope not. But even though being awake and outside of the circle was certainly preferable to being asleep and outside the circle, I couldn't help but bend to the pressure of the cold. It was so cold. So cold. Every second of it felt like a dozen daggers of pure ice being plunged into every bit of my skin, even though I was completely wrapped up. My breath steamed directly in front of my eyes, making it difficult to see. My thermometer told me it was no more than negative twenty degrees Celsius. It definitely felt like less, what were the winds whipping about. It was a domain of absolute death, and I just willingly walked straight into it. The jaunt over to town wasn't nearly as bad as I'd expected. The red who'd found its way up to my perch was nowhere to be seen, nor were any of its friends. Hello? It was a purely human voice. Deep, sonorous, true. I turned around to see the blessed mouth the sound had originated in. A human mouth, sure. A human voice, sure. But not a human. Right. The mouth was not where it was supposed to be. Around it hung viscera that I couldn't name. Maybe a spleen, a lung, liver. All not where they should be. All from different people. Some warped, some damaged, but all red and all radiating heat. If you're looking to kill me, demon, I'm out of the circle. Do it quick, please. The thing laughed, rich and terrible. I nearly gagged as I saw the organs swirl before my eyes. I wanted to close my eyes, but this thing, no. I would spare them. And it, even through the darkness, I could feel little heat, see a tiny tinge of red. Come on, then, kill me. Sever my head with your claws, then carve my mouth out to join with your others. I continued. The thing laughed again. In the darkness, I could still hear the wet, squishy slaps of flesh pressing against flesh in ways it was never intended to. I tried imagining it as a very large and squishy block of cheese. This surprisingly killed most of my nausea. I still didn't open my eyes, of course. I was never going to do that. Kill me! I tried to scream, but it fell out of my mouth as a strong whimper. The cold, it... It was so cold. We are not going to kill you, the thing said. We kill when we are hungry. The contract broke the hunger. I don't trust you. Why not? This you... What even are you? You devour my kind and form them into these... These skin puppets. Why should I trust you? Ever? Fine, then. The one who thinks themselves safe from the contract never bothered to consider it, or even read it. Even still, we will not harm you. As we said, we are not hungry. What thing that is not hungry eats? Only the hopelessly hedonistic and paranoid. We are not hungry. You live. What is this contract that you're going on about? An old thing of good was lurking about in the sky for too long, inspiring people to do things that they shouldn't have, for they could turn and forgive themselves on the northern star. It was meant to die long ago when, You had first exited your infancy. But it hadn't, so you killed it. Not you specifically, but... others? Others? Look to the window. Who do you think that is? A prisoner. You are smarter than that. A prison can be many things. One can be made a prisoner multiple ways. You need more detail. Their eyes... their, their eyes are... dark very dark, because they killed it. They were taught to kill, so they did. They thought they had no choice, but even on the precipice they could have chosen not to jump. Please, y- I don't understand. You Use fewer metaphors. The thing laughed again. I could hear the pumping of stomach acids as well as the unenviable pressure you get in your veins from having too many hearts. We cannot explain without using metaphors." It is not possible, not for us, not for you, not even for the one who died. What do you think happened? In physical terms, quirks moved about, were attracted and repulsed. That is what happened, then. What happens today, what will happen tomorrow? All context is metaphor, for even something as concrete as the ice is nothing but a jumble of forces on the level of the Absolute. Your eyes, ears, and nose impose metaphor on that jumble. And make it less confusing. Make the things in it bigger. So we have to speak in metaphor. There's no other way you would understand. Okay, fine. Whatever. So what did they kill, then? What, in metaphor, did they murder? The burning one. And the contract? An excuse. Excuses were fed all around. Uh, Dynamics of power, ideas of suffering... All our excuses to deny the hunger that propelled them forward, let them feast more. We saw, we despised, we felt the pain. So we intervened. We killed the burning one. Through the proxies of your hands, perhaps, but then we had to. And then the night fell, and we fulfilled our hungers. No excuses. We never needed them. So that man, d- does he have a name? We have not met or eaten a man who did not. You might ask if you wish, but we do not believe he wants to see you. He probably doesn't want to see anybody. But isn't he suffering in there, drowning in his own psychosis? Yes, of course he is. We keep him alive, but cannot help him out of his suffering. But maybe you can. It's so warm outside. He needs to experience it. Fine, just... Just don't kill him, okay? We are not hungry, but you are. You have the means to fill your hunger back at your place, but you keep away from them because they gave you pain. What else is there for you now? You say you come to this place for booze, and yet you find another survivor, another one of your kind, and yet you reject him too. Will you stare out into the wilderness as the heat grows, or will you do something else? I sighed. I knew what they were talking about. The things that had led me there, I... I still had them. Sure. Fine. I'll parse through them. Good. But do not summon the other. Sure. Whatever you're talking about, sure. You have no idea, strange observer, how liberating it felt when I heard the abominations slink away through the streets. I waited until I was assured that I wouldn't have to see it, only the trail of its blood. Alone. There was a hint of light poking over the horizon. If I was going to do this, which, I mean, I didn't see a reason not to. The window gave easily. I wafted my arm around inside. Just about as cold in there as it was out here. Of all the maddening things I had faced today, that was perhaps the worst. To have walls fail as insulation? Uh, Whatever. I left the man to his devices, myself to mine. I broke into the brewery, smashed the thin layer of ice above the still-good drink, and packed as many of my bottles full as I could. Now I didn't have to read. Now I didn't have to look into the wilderness with a mad look in my eye. Now I could just sit around and ignore it all. Or perhaps, maybe I would listen to the thing. There were enough hours in the day, and I surely had enough food. I'd do a couple of pages a day, no more. A cold wind blew in from the east, and I looked to the sky. Even in daytime, it was still rather dark and horrendously, horrifically cold. I missed the fire, that warm, burning orb up there that told us things would be okay. But the beast was right, wasn't it? Its promise of forgiveness made it so that we didn't have to forgive ourselves or serve recompense to others. Perhaps it was good. Perhaps the future would be better. With the liquor in my bag, it certainly would be, anyway.